Hello, everyone. This is Amy. And this is Elise. And we are Growing Up Gilmore. This week, we are discussing Season 3, Episode 6, Take the Deviled Eggs. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Growing Up Gilmore. We are ready to take the deviled eggs. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy this episode. It's a good one. It's just full of like redemption, teen angst, but then also like we get that side of Lorelai kind of starting to come to terms with everything going on with. Christopher and Sherry and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of having to figure out what her role is going to be in all of this, if she is going to have a role. Mm -hmm. And it is kind of an interesting situation. Like, are you an aunt? Or are you like the, (laughs) you know, like, what is your role? Because I think Sherry wants her to have a role. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, well, how do you put a label on that? Yeah, there's a lot to discuss about Sherry. Mm -hmm. And I love the symbolism of the eggs. Yes. We'll get into that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited for that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think we should just dive in right away with our writer and director. Great. All right. Our director is Jamie Babbitt. We've had her before. She was the director in season two of Road Trip to Harvard was her first episode. Okay. Dead Uncles and Vegetables. And then Lorelai's Graduation Day. Oh, good episodes. Yep. And she um, is the director of But I'm a Cheerleader. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Her other work is Only Murders in the Building. Love, love, love that. A League of Their Own, the TV series. Uh, Russian Doll, Marvelous Miss Maisel, She Must Be Buds with Amy. Yeah. And Girls. She's done lots of stuff. Lots, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's pretty cool. And then our writer is Dan Palladino. Again. Yeah. Family okay. Guy, Roseanne. The whole shebang. Marvelous Miss Maisel. We all know. Did you <laughs> see that um, Michelle, I think, has been cast in her new show? No. The ballerina one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm very curious, like, there's a lot of whispering about it, but Mm -hmm. like nothing really at the forefront yet. Um, Oh, it'll be so cool to see it. I know. I need to watch Maisel, though, before I watch a new show of hers, I think. Yeah, I'm curious what you'll think of it. Yeah. I need to, like, get back into it. I still haven't finished The Bear. I have two episodes, (laughs) and I've been, like, slowly going through it. Mm Mm-hmm. I just watched um, Cousin working at this other restaurant. Mm -hmm. That was an interesting ride. Yeah. But um, we kind of started watching The Office. Okay. Like as our throwaway palate cleansing show. That was what I was going to do before I did Community because I finished Friends and I was like, I need another show. But then... I didn't want to do commercials because... Yeah, I, it really irks me that you pay for Peacock and you still have commercials. Yeah. I just can't, I just want something where I don't have to do commercials. That's why I pay yeah. for community, which I'm fine with doing community, obviously, yeah. but... I just... And then I was talking to Bryn. I'm like, what is the ratio 
of the amount of commercials the office has versus their other programming. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure the office is like one of their highest viewed series. And, you know, truly, I could watch it without commercials. I have them all on DVD. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) who's going to do that? I mean, it's just so hard to put a disc in. Right. Yeah. So it's. It's okay. You know, yeah. I'll deal with it. At least then I can, like, get up and get water or go to the bathroom like I used to in yeah. the olden days when yeah. a commercial would come on. I don't know. Like, commercials drive me crazy. Even yeah. though I, I have to deal with it when I watch Fargo or watch Hulu or whatever. But Right. But it's different when you just want, like, a mind-numbing show. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't want to have to think about anything. And when a commercial comes on, it is, like, a weird juxtaposition. Yeah to what you're doing okay we're like okay. way off topic yeah. but like seriously commercials we're the commercial right now not fun yeah <laughs> we're a commercial for the hatred of commercials so okay i love this director i think she's done a lot of really great stuff mm-hmm. and like her last three episodes i've really enjoyed yep. so i'm excited to kind of see if i can pick out like little things that she does that I enjoy. Me too. But and Dan, we know, is consistent. Always. So yeah. All right. Here okay. we go. This episode opens with Lorelai collecting all of the catalogs they receive and going through and realizing that they get like eight catalogs per company or business and they're all addressed to different people and she's like I need to go through and call these companies and tell them that we don't need eight of the same catalog and Rory's like okay but like you need to actually commit to this don't start it and then not finish it and I guess surprise surprise Lorelai has a habit of starting things and not finishing them and Rory's really calling her out on it they get down they get down at the table. They they sit down at the table and Rory's like, just take the phone, make the call, let's get this done. And Lorelai's like, eh, actually, I think I'm gonna go get ready. And she they kind of have like this back and forth, and Lorelai's like, Well, I'm bored, so you call your half first, and then when I'm done getting ready, I'll do my half. And she's like, You're running away again, and she's like okay, well, see you later. You you can call and dial faster than me, so have fun, and walks away and leaves Rory with the pile of catalogs on the table. And if we've ever needed assurance that Lorelai has ADD or ADHD, this confirms it. Yep. She is definitely the type of woman that I think would get like ADHD burnout where you are, you start so many projects and then you can't finish them because you're overwhelmed at the amount of projects that you have started. And I say this coming from a person who deals with this on a daily basis. So, (laughs) um, yeah, very relatable for me. And I picture you being more of the Rory in this situation. Um, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I I do put off things like that annoying task. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like you're more of like the, when I start something, I just need to finish it. Yeah, usually. Yeah. <laughs> if I can start it, 
that's the problem. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Got but it. But yeah, then once I started, I tried to finish it. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know really how this relates to the rest of the episode, but it'll be interesting when we get to the end to see if we can connect this cold open. I mean, sometimes they don't have anything to do with the episode, but I do like this little glimpse of like, she's trying to get her life together. And then we see Sherry later mm-hmm. have things kind of a mess and trying to figure it out herself too. All right. We are at a town meeting and we seem to be following this trend of distraction. Everyone is kind of like all over the place. And then halfway into the meeting, this man comes in and he's got like a bouquet of roses. And he says, I'm looking for Miss Patricia. And she's like, oh, that's me or whatever. And uh, she's like, it's not time for our date. I'm kind of in the middle of something. And then he leaves and everyone's like all in this like tiff about this who this man is and um Babette. thank you babette interjects with who's the hottie <laughs> who's the fox yeah who's the fox <laughs> who's the fox <laughs> and uh then they go into kirk says he can look him up on the internet because patty says she just met him she doesn't know anything about him Poor Taylor Dozy is trying to get everyone like back on track to discuss the town loner who wants to have a protest, but no one knows what the protest is for. And he's like, I think we should kick this guy out. And she's like, Lorelai goes, we can't kick him out. He's our Boo Radley and every town needs a Boo Radley. So to end it all, they're just like, let him have the protest meeting adjourned. Babette hands Miss Patty a picture and says, this is just a digital, but I want like a full like body explanation. And I think she's referring to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like she wants a full body shot. She wants documentation. Yes. And so Patty goes on her date. Lorelai, Luke and Rory end up walking out together. And Jess drives by in a car. And Lorelai's like, oh, look, he's driving again. Hip, hip, hooray. And Rory excuses herself. She goes back home. Luke and Lorelai are chatting with each other about him having a car. Luke didn't know that he got a car. He doesn't know where he got the money for the car. And Lorelai's like, you got to figure this out because he couldn't, he shouldn't be doing things without your knowledge. Like, He doesn't have a great track record with driving, first of all. And second of all, like, he's doing all of this stuff behind your back. So she goes off. Luke goes up to Jess and says, like, oh, where did you get the car? And how much did it cost? And are you prepared to pay for the gas and the oil changes? And Jess seems to have figured it all out and says that he got it from Gypsy. He got a good deal on it saved his money that he made at the diner and that's how he bought the car and he asks luke to sign the registration and luke does and that's kind of where it ends Mm -hmm. so my question for you is do you think that 
So first of all, Luke makes a reference saying that he can't even buy a new car with what he makes at the diner. And it's his diner, right? Mm -hmm. Luke is not hard up for the money. (laughs) Like, we know this because he ends up writing a large check later on Mm -hmm. for Lorelai. So what... What is the issue here with just buying the car? Like, I think because he th- he is suspicious of like how he's getting the money. Sure, because he's like, "How did you get this?" Because I know what I pay you. Right. Also, like, where do you need to go? <laughs> yeah, you, you know can what walk I mean. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's. It's kind of like, okay, well, what are you doing that you need a car? Rory. Yeah. I feel like it's about Rory. Yeah. I think that this is like another way of him like getting attention. Mm -hmm. Like, look, I have wheels. I know I broke yours, but (laughs) now I have mine. (laughs) Just showing that, I don't know. It's just, he's a hard worker, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's efficient. It's something to be, you know, and also does Dean have a car? I don't, I don't know. He has like a motorcycle. I thought. Oh no, yeah. he has his truck. Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah does. he has a truck. Yeah. Duh. That's right. Yeah, this car, the uh, Jess's car, is very reminiscent of my mom's car when we were growing up. Was like a Pontiac. It was a boat. Mm-hmm. And it was brown just like that. And it was in rough shape. Like, it didn't even have, like, the crossover seatbelts in mm-hmm. it. Like, in the back seat, it was only the lap belts, yeah. which is not a thing anymore. But good times in that car, man. Oh, I bet. But I remember, like, being in high school and when kids got a car, even if it was, like, a clunker, it was still cool. Yeah. Because you were like, wow, that's, like, a whole level of independence that... not a lot of people get yeah um some people do if their parents are rich right i had a friend in high school who got a like a mercedes benz oh my god nobody at my high school had that before that she had like an eagle talon which Mm -hmm. she totaled of course (laughs) they always total the first one i feel Yeah. yeah that's like share on clueless driving the jeep the jeep yeah yeah Yeah. i totally paused yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah we are back home and rory is already on the couch studying lorelei starts going through the mail gives rory some mail and rory opens it and realizes it's an invitation to sherry's baby shower and Lorelai's like, that's weird because we haven't really been talking to Christopher. And Rory kind of admits that she has been in communication with Christopher. They've like emailed back and forth, talked on the phone a few times. Lorelai asks, has he asked about me at all? And Rory kind of skirts around that and says, well, which answer would freak you out less? And she's like, well, what do I do about this? Do I go or not go what do you think and Lorelai says well I guess you know that's like your future sibling so you should go and Rory says well I guess if I'm gonna be a part of 
his life. Sherry is a part of his life. So I think I need to be there. Lorelai offers to take her to the party. And that's kind of where it's at. Mm -hmm. What are like, what is your initial reaction to getting the invite and the decision to go? You talking about me personally? Yeah. Like, like if it were you in Rory's position, would you go? I wouldn't want to go. I hate showers. I know. <laughs> I do too. I literally hate them. Um, no, I wouldn't want to go. Because I'd be like, I don't know any of these people. But yeah. I I think Rory is more, a little bit more open to it than I would be. Yeah, I'm kind of more on the side of Lorelai where it's like, uh what's the catch yeah like if i go to this what is that what is that telling christopher and what does that mean for like our relationship especially when she gets to the shower and Mm -hmm. things get weird yeah i don't know and i think sherry tries so hard to make it not weird that it's weirder yeah (laughs) that makes any sense at all sherry is weird yeah she has a lot of anxiety yeah a lot of like people pleasing tendencies she's neurotic yes yeah she is a woody allen film yeah she's uh very high strung yeah yeah i think like if i were in rory rory's position I would send a nice gift mm-hmm. and or be like, say I have something that day. Yeah. And then like maybe we could get lunch. Yeah. Where it's just you and me because I don't want to do right. with all your friends. Well, yeah, because there's going to be no one there Rory's age. Yeah. It's going to be her and all these middle-aged women. And like <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. Never. Even if you're are like a middle-aged woman yeah no i think showers are so uncomfortable i hate them with my passion and like i've had one and it's uncomfortable yours was a little bit better because it was so big yeah where i felt like it wasn't like personal kind of feeling it wasn't in a house and yeah no i enjoyed your shower more than any shower that i've ever been to well thank you i do take that compliment it was nice because it was in a community center. There was a lot of people there, so it wasn't, like, as much pressure. Yeah. You and could I, kind of, yeah. like, hide if you needed to. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I knew people there, so yeah. different situation. But, yeah, like, this has, like, a level of personal, per- a level of intimacy to it that... You could do the small talk and... Ew. Yeah. No. I'm, like, cringing inside... I know I'm thinking about it. And like, do you have any kids? And then I have to go down that road. Oh my God. Yeah. No, (laughs) no, no. Thank you. All right. Luke is working at the diner. Jess comes down the stairs and he says he has some errands to run before school. And thanks Luke for giving him 10 bucks. And Luke's like, I didn't give you 10 bucks. I wasn't here last night. And Jess says, you're always here, Uncle Luke, in my heart. And he took the 10 bucks out of the register. Says, I'll repay it today. Don't worry, you'll get it back today. And he peels off in his car. As Jess is peeling off, 
Luke and Kirk are having a conversation about cars. And Kirk says he wishes his mom would let him have a car. And wishes that he could have a bike or roller skates back or and it's like kirk you're a grown man yeah why do you not have any form of transportation because his mom won't let him (laughs) because he's not a grown man (laughs) oh anyway then we got to jackson at gypsies and gypsy is like going through his truck and saying he's gonna need a new alternator he's gonna need new brakes and Jackson is like having a conniption the entire time. Luke approaches Gypsy and says, you know, that car that Jess got from you, did he buy, was that like on the up and up? Did he give you cash? Did a gun and a mask fall out when he pulled it out of a canvas bag? And she's like, do you ask people where their money came from when they pay you? And he was like, "Uh, no. She's like, okay, I don't either. So... He knows that he did buy it from Gypsy. He did pay for it in cash. And that much seems to be true. So now it's just where did he get all of the cash? Mm -hmm. And that seems to be the mystery left unsolved. We are back at the diner. And Taylor Dozy is sitting with the reverend and the rabbi. And I love that these two are best friends and that they share a church and that they are just like having the time of their lives telling Taylor Dozy no. <laughs> a reverend and a priest walk into Luke's diner. Well, a reverend and a rabbi. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, a reverend and a priest are the same, Yes, right? I know. I meant to say, I meant no. to do the um, the breakfast club joke, oh. and I screwed it up. Yeah, 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 where he's climbing through the... A reverend and a rabbi walk into the bar. Mm-hmm. Good times. Would have been so good if I would have messed it up. I thought it was still good. I know, it's awesome. But they're talking with Taylor. Taylor is, you know, trying to convince them to give in to his ideas and thoughts about this like protester and everything and the reverend is like why you're a a protestant that comes in sings a song and leaves and taylor's like i will have you know i donate one dollar every week and he's like uh okay And he's like, well, then maybe I'll take my dollar. Four dollars a month. Yeah. My generous donation somewhere else. And Reverend looks at the rabbi and goes, do you want them? And the rabbi's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, Taylor storms off. Luke comes in and talks to this guy who I'm guessing is Caesar before there was actually a Caesar. We never saw Caesar before? No, I don't think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Now I'm questioning myself, but <laughs> I, we never see this guy. Like, we never talk to this guy. He yeah. doesn't have a name at this point. And he's like, well, how are things going? And he said, oh, things are, you know, kind of slow, whatever. So Luke goes upstairs and calls out Jess's name and starts going through his underwear drawer, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. The top drawer is typically the underwear drawer. And... 
he finds like a box he starts going through it the phone rings he drops the box because he's scared and then or startled i should say answers the phone and then keeps going through the drawer and that's where it ends Mm -hmm. so i'm wondering what do you think he's looking for i think i'm guessing like drugs i don't know yeah i'm like does he think he's dealing Dealing. (laughs) or is he trying to find more money or find like how he got the money yeah he's looking for something it's like come on luke just ask just like have a conversation with him because it's gonna piss him off more if he finds out you went through his stuff Mm -hmm. than like just asking him point blank like where the money came from but that's just me i guess he doesn't think that he'll tell him the truth true and he probably wouldn't Mm -hmm. but at the same time i think jess is like okay nobody trusts me anyway So even if I tell the truth, are they going to think I'm lying? Yeah. Which, I mean, you can't blame him for that because, I mean, you can blame him for that (laughs) because (laughs) he kind of set himself up for it. But I don't know. I feel for the kid because he's like, can somebody just cut me a break Mm -hmm. and like trust that if I say I'm doing something or I'm somewhere that I'm like making a wise decision But it turns out he's not making a great decision. How do you feel about parents looking through kids' stuff? That's a great question. Um, You know, I don't know per se if... I don't know if my mom ever went through my stuff. Mm -hmm. I can't say for sure. Um, If she did, she never brought it to my attention. Yeah. But I guess if you have something that, like, really warrants it, sure. Yeah. But I don't think it needs to be something that's... And nowadays, it's so different. Yeah. With cell phones and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. you got to have, like, parental crap on everything. Yeah. Like, when I was a kid, it was like, I'm writing in my diary. Yeah. Like, that's what my mom would have looked at or gone through. Mm-hmm. Or, like, my live journal from, like, when I was 14. But other than that, there was really nothing for her to go through. Yeah. Where I nowadays... I was, like, so good at, like, when I was a teenager, I was, like, so good at hiding my porn anyways. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, I was like, what? Can you imagine? <laughs> I just had a... No. Um, oh, my God. I had nothing. Even if my mom did, I really don't care. I had nothing to hide yeah i didn't either it was just like in my diary like thoughts of like who i thought was cute or like you know if i was mad or whatever oh i stopped journaling because my when i I started a diary when i was little little i'm talking like seven eight years old six Mm -hmm. young i was young yeah and my dad found it and read it out loud to everyone (gasps) yes and i was bawling that is it was, so cruel. And I like, because <laughs> I said this guy in class was really cute. Richie is my first crush. And he was, Richie. but I spelled, I spelled cute cut. So everyone was, he I go, was really cut. cut. <laughs> Richie's so cut. <laughs> so I was like, he's like a chiseled kindergarten. I know. 
<laughs> it really was. It was first grade. Aww. So yeah, I stopped journaling after that. That's a horrible thing to do. I'm so sorry yeah, that happened happens. to you. Yeah. That reminds me of um, Harriet the Spy when they find her spy journal and they're reading it out loud and <sighs> she says mean things about everybody. Ugh, terrible. It is, it's so intrusive. Yeah, <clears throat> it is. It's sad. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, I would love if Jess did journal, though. Well, it, I think his idea of journaling is writing in the margins of books. Yeah. Like, those are his thoughts while he's reading, mm-hmm. which I think that's great. And I love journaling. I just never make the time for it. Yeah. I can really only have, like, one hobby at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as we have discussed already in the beginning of this. Um, so, yeah. Right now it's crocheting. Tomorrow it could be something else. We'll yeah. see. But I... Yeah, I think if I am a parent one day, I don't think I would necessarily, like, go through their, like, stuff, but I would tell them, like, we are going to be fully transparent about what we monitor Mm -hmm. on, like, your phone and that kind of stuff, because the internet is a scary place. Yep. I was brought up on the internet, and there are things that I have seen... That I don't wish upon anyone else, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Like, I think kids are growing up too fast. Oh, they are. Because of the internet, and it really scares me. Mm-hmm. So, I swear to God, my niece is like 17. She's 13. Yeah. yeah. Well, some of these kids uh, that I teach feel older mm-hmm. because they're on their iPads. And it's like, we need to remove that. This is too much. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. So not to get on my soapbox about screen time, whatever. But, you know, I do think it's a lot different nowadays, like going through your kids stuff than it was back when this came out. Mm -hmm. Because now you don't even have to go into their underwear drawer. You can just look at their phone. Yeah, I think that you're right. If there's something that warrants it, and I think it's more extreme than what warrants um prompts luke to do it right i think that he's jumping the gun a bit well and do you think he's jumping the gun because lorelei is like all up in arms about it i don't know probably i mean think that she doesn't help yeah well i think think she she kind of fuels the fire a little bit yeah i think he already had that feeling exactly that's what i was gonna say he already kind of was unsure and so she kind of like pokes the fire a little bit yeah she totally does where i feel like if this was someone else she'd be like oh he's just a kid or give him a break you know Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. she doesn't like him so right Mm -hmm. yeah so she's gonna do whatever she can to like prod the issue a little bit yeah yeah We are with Lane and Rory. They're walking through town and Lane sees the the new car. And she's like, I've never seen this before. Who does this belong to? And Rory tells her that it's Jess's car. And she flips. She's like, he shouldn't have a car after what happened to your car. And Jess comes out and she starts accusing him of all of these things, saying that Rory has bunions now because she has to walk everywhere and... 
Jess is like, you need to chill out. This is too much. And Rory's like, let's just go. Let's leave it alone. And as they walk away, Rory yells, oh, by the way, you forgot your bra in your car. And Jess he drives acts, away. He acts, I like how he acts very nonchalant until she walks away. Mm-hmm. And then he like starts his car and then like looks behind him and like puts his head down a little bit like, ugh. Yeah. You know, he's like, it's kind of Damn like, it. great. I got caught or whatever. Well, it's that. And I think it's, is every interaction with her and other people going to be like this? Yeah, like nothing. He can't get a, a, any steps ahead. Right. And then, like, the bra, I mean, that looks really bad. Yes, it does. Question, though, that bra. <clears throat> do you think that that was from a makeout session? Or do you think that was just Shane leaving it in his car? Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, mm-hmm. Like, like staking oh, her territory, kind of? Or, like, maybe things aren't going as that direction as much, so she's doing it to, like, kind of, like, leave it there to hmm. turn him on a little bit. I think or I could her see, claim. I could see all three of those being mm-hmm. a viable option. It had to have been a colorful bra for Rory to notice it. I, my mind, what color was it? Red. Pink. Hmm. Yep. See? Yeah, because to me, it's like a, like, like a trashy pink. Oh, like a hot pink, kind yeah, of? Like not, Victoria's like, not Secret calling pink? Shane trashy. You right. Know, I, you know, I kind of like her, but yeah. she more like a, yeah. Yeah, because like part of me thinks of 10 things I hate about you when they say like no girl wears a of black that. bra yep. if she doesn't want it to be seen kind mm-hmm. of thing. But I feel like in this time period, it was like pink red like very like girly Victoria's Secret yes like I'm thinking of yeah Yeah. exactly I'm thinking of Victoria's Secret early 2000s very like oh my god thongs (laughs) and it'd be like a push-up bra like or a wonder bra kind of thing yes completely yeah I kind of just wonder I feel like it's probably a little bit of her leaving it there as a reminder. I think so, too, because he doesn't even know it's there. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of get that idea, too. I don't know. But, I mean, I don't know if it's from, a, like, a hot makeout session, because that's pretty... You take off that the bra... That is an intense makeout session that, if you're taking the bra off. That means that things are going further than right. just making out. Right. I mean, yeah. and... I mean, yeah. <laughs> Not that I need to go into any details. <laughs> but from, from from what I hear, anyways. From I'm... what I hear, through the grapevine, <laughs> if the bra is off, it's a whole other thing. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like on The Breakfast Club, not to bring The Breakfast Club up, up yet again. again. But when he's like, I bet you, you know, make out, no bra, that whole part, that whole monologue just creeps me out but really? it's so good it turns me on a little i mean I always yeah. turn me on a little bit john bender yes. yeah yeah my favorite line of his is when he's like well i don't think i want to be seen with you fucking dildos anymore <laughs> like that to me was like peak like yes thank you i know it was on community the first episode of community they're all fighting and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden abed comes out and he's like you know what i got for christmas a pack of smokes from my <laughs> From my dad. 
smoke up Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love that movie. Oh, God. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think it was a hot and heavy makeout session and then I think she just left it there. Yeah. Mhm. To be like remember this. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think she's a lot smarter I think so than too. they're showing. Okay. I just wonder what other people think. Yeah, I'm very Because curious that's just about like that. to me, it's like the bra off is kind yeah. of intimate. Yeah. Unless she just took the bra off and like left her shirt on. Yeah, true. Just so he could feel her up better or something. Maybe. But I don't know. I don't yeah, because he wouldn't be doing her laundry. <laughs> no. Um, it's just a weird thing to leave behind. It is. Yeah. So I don't know. That's why I think maybe she had her shirt still on. Like she took the bra, whatever. Yeah. Okay. That's, for me, it's just like, can I see Shane being that? Is she that type of person that would do that? Like, even if she were just to leave it to be like, hey, see? You know, but yeah. also I could see her being like, gosh, I wish we'd go further, but he won't go further besides I don't think making he out. Will. And she wants to because I yeah. can s- she's totally the type that I know she would, you know. Oh, yeah. But I mean, um, I can't say this about myself back then because that would be creepy. But like if I was Shane. Oh, my gosh. I would. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. And I'd be like leaving if like nothing was happening, I would leave my bra yeah. So that's why I wonder, would Shane do that? Or is she more like, la, 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 you know? Yeah, like she wants to always be in the front of his mind. I don't know if she's like that or not. I just can't put my handle on it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we spent, we're spending too much time on this bra stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious as to what people think. Yeah. So I'm going to put a poll on this episode. Okay, cool. What's the purpose of the bra? Like, what do we think? What's the symbolism? Was it I a love hot, that, like, too hot this heavy? whole episode is like, about deviled eggs, but we're focused on, on the bra. bra. <laughs> All right. We have arrived to Sherry and Christopher's house. And Lorelai pulls up with Rory in the car. And Sherry just pops up <laughs> in the window. <laughs> and she's like, oh, Lorelai, I'm so glad you came. You must come in. And Lorelai's like... Uh, no, I've got a few credit cards burning a hole in my pocket. So I was going to go shopping and Sherry kind of insists that she come to the party. And she said she will stand in front of the car with her pregnant belly. Yep. What a psychotic <laughs> thing to say. Uh, so they all go into the party. Lorelai is finally seeing like where Christopher lives and she sees his CD collection and uh, it comes out that Lorelai is the only woman there that's actually had a baby, which is very strange. I Well, I guess I shouldn't say it's strange, but it's weird that all of these women are throwing a baby shower and they've never had a baby. Mm-hmm. But I guess I threw a baby shower and I didn't have a baby. Yeah. I don't know. There's like a weird vibe to it all. Like they're all drinking alcohol around her. (laughs) And like one of them gets like very drunk because then later she's like in the background, like passed out drinking water. And you're like, okay, this is a baby shower, but go off. Um, And they're playing these games and Lorelai and Rory are just like really uncomfortable. Lorelai is kind of like trying to make the best of it for Rory. Like, 
they're doing karaoke and they can't say the word baby. You've and got the cutest. And like, shh. And then Rory's face. like, face. Yeah. <laughs> and Lorelai's like standing there, like encouraging her while all these gross This was women a really fun scene. Like, how yeah. they, with the music playing. And... It was cute. Like, the way that they did it. Yeah. Like, the little montage of all the games was uh-huh. fun. Very yeah. cute. Uh, then they get to opening the presents and. They're talking about how green is the new pink and how great Christopher is and what a great father he'll be. And one of her friends was like, we're kind of surprised because you don't really seem like the baby type. And she's like, oh, I'm not. Christopher is. He's going to be such or he is such a good dad. And Lorelai kind of starts to get uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and they talk about Rory going to Harvard and she says well it's only 2.7 miles so you could come after class you could stay here on the weekends I mapped it out mm -hmm. you can you know and Lorelai's like well yeah the weekend she's not home with me and Sherry goes oh well that's a given Lorelai and Lorelai kind of excuses herself to get more potato salad and Sherry follows and she ends up thanking Lorelai for whatever she said to Christopher because when he came back after that wedding he was so attentive and caring and he sings to the baby every night and the women keep setting off these poppers left and right and you can tell Lorelai is getting more and more anxious like she looks like on the verge of tears at part of it Mm -hmm. and she's like I kind of feel like maybe I was like you in the beginning where I didn't even know if I wanted to tell him about the baby or if I was going to even have it and then when I told him, like, everything changed. If I, if he was here right now, he'd be telling me to sit down and, like, rest. And she just keeps going on and on. And finally, she's like, are you okay? And Lorelai's like, yeah. Um, really strong mojito and excuses herself to the bathroom so she can, like, have a breakdown. And she opens up the medicine cabinet and starts switching things around. And then there's a knock at the door and it's Rory. She comes in to check on her and they kind of start diving through all of the events of the shower and what's kind of been transpiring. And uh, Lorelai says, can I just mess up her bed upstairs? Or like she knocks a picture frame crooked and she just wants to like mess up everything in the house just so she can feel better. She's like, um mad too because she feels like she's copying her yeah and she's like yeah she picked the name Gigi. that's like the same as rory <laughs> and rory's like no it isn't and she's like yeah it is rory Gigi, uma, rory Gigi, oprah. uma oprah like <laughs> it's like oh my god so yeah so needless to say uh shit has hit the fan for lorelei i think she's had enough I would be screaming in my head. Screaming. Yes. Yeah, I would be in, I would do the same exact thing. I would go to the bathroom and open up that medicine cabinet and switch everything around and still not feel better afterwards, but feel like I did something. It's so, I have so much to say. I don't even know where to start. Okay, well, just start. Okay. <laughs> Number one, would you have gone up? 
to the shower? Yes. Um, Do you think Lorelai should have went up? Do you think she did the right thing? I think in terms of being there for her daughter, she did the right thing. Because I think Rory would have been miserable there by herself. Yeah. But I think for her own mental health and her own boundaries, she should not have gone up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think Rory could have handled it, Mm -hmm. honestly. Like, I think Lorelai should have just been like, no, I'm meeting a friend. If she would have said she was meeting someone, Mm -hmm. I think that conversation would have gone differently. Yeah. I just feel like what bothers me the most is when people like Sherry try to force me to do things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in the past, I made the mistake and let those people do that. Totally. Which opens a door to let them walk all over you. Yeah. Which she does. She yeah. humiliates her when she introduces her to everyone. Right. She's like, um, this is Thorlai. I had to twist her arm to come up here. Which is a shitty way to introduce her. Right. Well, yeah, because you're telling me those women don't already know who Lorelai is. Yeah. Like. They know. Come on. Yeah. <clears throat> I just think that was a really rude way to introduce her. Like, very yeah. snobby. She set her off on the wrong the wrong foot right like, away. Like, see, she didn't want to come up here. Right. I don't know. I think that, that, yeah, no, I don't think she should have went up. No. I get it for Rory, but Rory was the one that said she wanted to go. So. Right. So she should just go. Yeah. Yeah. I think the way. And I'll pick you up at this time and mm-hmm. we're going. Mm-hmm. And then Laura, I can stay in control. But she lost her control. Right. The second she agreed to go up there. Yeah. Yep. She set herself up for disaster. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way in her mind she thought that was going to go well. What if Christopher was up there? Yeah. You know? Like, there's a lot of variables unknown. that are, yeah, unknown. And I just, I can't, before, I always kind of, I don't know with Sherry. If she, I feel like she's trying to do this power move over her because when, and it was like, let's just forget that she introduced her shitty kind of, right? Mm-hmm. We'll let that one slide. But when she says um, to Lorelai about when Lorelai's like, well, she'll be, you know, Lorelai, or Rory's going to be home with me, you know, on mm-hmm. the weekends. And she was like, well, that's a given, Lorelai, talking down to her. Mm-hmm. That was so rude. So yeah. I just feel like that's a power play of like, hey, I'm coming in. I'm in this family. Right. And Rory's going to be in it. And, you know, I just, I felt like that was really undermining. I agree. I also think, like, when she asked Lorelai what books she read to prepare for having a baby, and Lorelai was like, uh, nothing. Like, I watched a movie, Mm -hmm. and, like, I, nothing was planned. It wasn't figured out, and whatever. I feel like that was also Sherry's way of kind of being like, Oh, okay, so you were clueless. Mm -hmm. And what gives anybody the impression that you aren't still clueless? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Nope, I I totally see what you're getting at. And I don't, I just don't know. She's smarter than she comes, like, she's, I don't, I think she's more manipulative and a little bit more smart than I think we let. Mm-hmm. let on or mm-hmm. um are aware of 
Yeah. Because she does know that Lorelai said something. He changed after that wedding. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she knows what Lo- that Lorelai said something, but she doesn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And she also doesn't know what transpired before that went down. Yeah. And like... And if she did know that they slept together, would she still have had the baby? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I feel like she'd be pretty pissed. I don't think she knows that they slept together. No, I don't think so either. Do you think that she's um, bragging? Like, intentionally? Like, she knows that, like, Christopher wasn't there for Lorelai during the pregnancy? I don't know if it's, like, bragging or if it's, like, her trying to tell Lorelai that he's changed. Yeah. And that she needs to, like, cut him some slack. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's different now. Like, it's just she just lack empathy because I would never in a million oh, yeah, no. freaking years do this to I don't know the, if my, it's... this guy's ex or, or, you know what I mean? Right. I think it could be an empathy thing because I don't get the sense that Sherry is, like, aware She's just a dumbass a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if, like, if she's a dumbass or if it's just, like, she's so flighty that she doesn't think about... I don't know. I guess I really don't know. She's just because really like, rude. why are you saying that I'm just stuff confused to by her because she says yeah. these rude, like, under underhanded comments. I hate when people deliver their rude comments and sweet voices. Yeah, yeah. It's my, like, pet peeve, because it is cutting. Right. But I don't know. I can't figure it out, because I would just be, would never, ever no. be bragging like that. Like, no. He's done so much, he doesn't even want me to lay down, and da-da-da. Well, I was completely alone. Right. Well, and that begs the question, is Christopher lying about his involvement with Rory? Mm-hmm. Was he more involved? Or was... Does she think that yeah, he was more involved? Yeah, does she think that he was more involved? Yeah, I don't... I don't know. So... It's just interesting. Yeah, there's a lot a lot going on here. I don't know. Sherry drives me crazy. I'd be going crazy, too, if I was Lorelai. I mean, before, I didn't mind Sherry as much, but she's getting on my nerves now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, completely. I'm at the point where it's like, all right, girl... Like, we cannot be friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. No. This is not healthy. <laughs> and you are weird. And we don't need to be. They don't need no, to be. they don't. And it, Sherry does say that mm-hmm. in her defense. Like, when we first meet Sherry, she's like, we don't have to be friends. I get that, right? Then she just totally, like. But I think I'm, because Lorelai went and said, oh, no, it's okay. Yeah. Sherry ran with it. I guess. Where I think- but, like, though, even, I forgot to bring this up, even the whole thing of when she first goes to the uh, Lorelai's Jeep and she's talking to her and she's like, oh, I meant, I should have extended an inv- invite to you. Yeah. Which, like, Lorelai looks, like, on her face, like, yeah, you probably should have if you don't back me in a corner. Right, yeah. So was that intentional because she knew that Lorelai was going to show up with and drop Lori off? You know, I so she could know. just back her up in a corner like that. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess she knows that Rory drives, or she could take a bus. Yeah, but it's like, 
I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm not 100% certain on the intentions, I guess, of Sherry. And me either. And is Christopher involved in these intentions Mm -hmm. or not? You know, like, is he saying, like, you can tell her that I'm, like, being really supportive and I'm there for you and whatever. Maybe she'll talk to me again. But it's like, honestly, if I was Sherry, I'd be like, well, why the hell do you want to talk to her? I think that the more that I think about it, I think now that Sherry's pregnant with his baby, which is a big life changing thing. And she's going to have this baby. She's getting a little insecure Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. nervous. And she wants, and I, I don't, I feel like she is trying to show Lorelai, like, look how much I changed him. Look, when I came in here, Mm -hmm. he had old TV guides and this is a total bachelor pad. And I totally fixed him up and. Yeah, he's a better person now because of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then she says, like, she gives her credit. So I don't know. She gives Lorelai credit for changing, like, making him change his mind. Right. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. It's... She, I mean, I think this actor, um, she does a lot with this character. Yeah, she actually, does. Actually, because I, like, when I watch an actor and I'm like, I wonder what what they're thinking or what their choices they're making. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I forgot to add to, you know, it's a Dan Palladino episode. Oh, yes. And we did get the <laughs> comment from one of the friends at the party saying that Christopher and Sherry would make perfect Aryan race babies. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. Yeah. I feel like I would have been Lorelai would have looked over and been like, what? Yeah. I would have been like, excuse me. I have to leave now. Yeah. And all of those women being like, he's so great. He's such a good man. There's not and a lot me, of Christophers like, in the world. Thinking about how he recently was quoted saying that women shouldn't vote. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's great. Great yeah, guy. Great. Great catch. We are back at the Dane's residence and Luke is bringing home food for Jess and him to eat. And Jess immediately confronts him about going through his stuff. Luke says he wants to know where he got the money. And Jess is like, well, I work around town. I clean out gutters. Luke says that's not enough money to pay for a car. And he goes, well, I work for my goods and and services and luke goes jess are you a gigolo (laughs) and elise and i just like burst out (laughs) laughing and jess eventually admits that he works at walmart and luke cannot get over that he asks about the vest is he the greeter what does he do how did he get his forklift license all of these questions But not the question of how are you putting in the hours? Yeah. Like, you work at the diner and you go to school. So are you only working on weekends? Or, like, he doesn't ask that question. Yeah. Well, that comes up later. Right. Yeah. In episode. Mm -hmm. Episodes from now. So 
that's the conversation. And he's such so rude about it. Yeah. God damn. Luke I'd is be, like, yeah, I'd relentless. I'd be, so, be like, I'm so proud of you. Like, way to go, man. Like, you went out there and you got a job. You don't have to rely on me for income. Encourage it. Right. Encourage. Like, I love a person who's a good worker. Like, right. Or, like, wants to work. I don't like when they, especially when men are whiny and I don't want to work. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Totally. Totally. I just think it's a great thing to encourage and ask the healthy questions. Like, how are you doing all this? Right. Obviously. Right. He's being a dick. Luke's being a dick. Yeah, he is. He looks cute, but he's being a dick. Right. And just <laughs> like storms off. Yep. Because he's had enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame him. Luke is not just, being supportive. He's had a rough episode, Jess. Yeah, and it's not over he's yet. He's got it at every angle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We are driving home now with Lorelai and Rory. And this next chunk is going to be long because I just didn't want to stop watching it. I know. It kind of like flowed into each other. So they're driving home and Lorelai and Rory are trying to figure out, just like we were, if Sherry is like intentional with the things that she says Mm -hmm. or if she's not. And Rory leaned on the side that she was not intentional. Right. And Lorelai says, I almost wish she was because I would like her more. Mm -hmm. And I really, I still don't know how I feel about it. And I think we'll see a little bit more of her in the upcoming episode that will kind of give us maybe a a look into the intentions there. But they are driving into town. They're both frustrated or feeling frustrated and and Rory says I know what we could do we could egg Jess's car and Lorelai's like we're not doing that Dozie's is closed and we don't have eggs and Rory holds up the deviled eggs from Sherry's shower and she goes we're gonna devil egg Jess's car and she's like yeah why not so they run out they start throwing the devil eggs at his car And then they decide to run off like there's a siren coming and peel out of the street. Well, Lorelai can't get the Jeep to peel out of the street. So she like stops and goes and stops and goes. And finally, Rory says, let's just make the sounds ourselves. So then it shows the Jeep like driving away fast as they're going like, like driving off. The next morning they're walking through and it's clear that Jess has not noticed the car yet. They approach Luke, who is walking towards, like, the group of people waiting for this protest to happen that was brought up at the very Very beginning. And we never see or mention him ever until the end. No. So (laughs) it's kind of like a great little, oh, yeah, remember this was happening? Mm -hmm. Um, The protester is carrying, like, this huge roll of paper and everyone's debating what it is. Like, is it a body? Is it, you know, what kind of message is he going to have? And the man crawls up to the top of the church at the bell tower and then unrolls the message, but he unrolls it backwards. They're like, hey, you <laughs> turn it around. And when he goes to turn it around, it rips and falls. 
And it's like, of course, like a protest in Stars Hollow, that is exactly how that should go. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, well, what do you think it said? And Kirk's like, I think I saw an R on it. So then they're trying to think of things that start with R that people would protest. Well, then the town loner starts shouting things and no one can understand what he's saying. So then Lorelai's like, well, maybe what he's really trying to say is this. I got to look it up because I had it up. It was so like wordy and weird. Uh, maybe he's protesting man's inability to communicate by not communicating and getting us to all talk about communication. (laughs) That's it. Um, Did you know that the town loner is Dan Palladino? No, I did not. Yes, I looked that up. Yeah. So that's his like little cameo. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And essentially... The protest comes to an end when Jess calls Luke over and says, someone egged my car. And Luke goes, those are cooked eggs. And Jess is like, someone devil egged my car. They prepared. They prepared (laughs) eggs and then egged my car. And Luke's like, oh, they must hate you. And he goes, maybe it was a guy in the garden department still giving him crap about working at Walmart. And at this point, he's like, well, I got to go get this cleaned up. And the girls walk by and laugh at Jess's car. And that's kind of where the episode ends. Mm -hmm. So a great, great ending. A little humor to lighten the mood. Yeah. And uh, cathartic. Like, I love, love, love that Rory thought of it. Like, let's use your anger about this situation mm-hmm. and these stupid take the devil eggs which Lorelai does such a good impression of Sherry yeah she does take the devil eggs yeah let's take your issue and like go throw it at go literally throw it at my issue yeah I love it yeah and she's right it's like less destructive because eggs would ruin the paint job mm-hmm. if they were not if they were hard you know um not cooked right yeah I just love when Luke's looking at it and he's like, yeah, that's paprika. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's a fun episode Mm -hmm. and it's fun to see Rory be like a little rebellious. Yeah. Like it's innocent. It's super innocent. And they both felt better afterwards. Mm -hmm. So whatever. Sometimes you just need to vent and do something silly like that and then Mm -hmm. go laugh. Yeah. It was, it was the, the funniness the silliness of the situation. Yeah, let's take off like they do in movies. Super cute. Because she's like, I think I hear a siren. Wait, no, I don't. But I just felt like something cool to say, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think let's go into our town hall. Okay. We call this town meeting to order. Okay. First things first, let's touch on... The writing and directing. Mm-hmm. What did you think of, is it Joan Babbitt? Yes. Yes. Yep. And Dan Palladino. We already kind of talked about his writing. You know, he has to have his, like, Nod Nazi to. reference, <laughs> Nazi references added into his episodes. Um, 
I mean, that's his writing he's like is Jewish. Fun. He's Jewish, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and probably where a lot of it stems from. I'm sure his curiosity and yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but directing wise, like. It felt standard. I didn't notice, like, many inconsistencies. What I noticed the most, and I don't really know if this has anything to do with directing, although this felt like more film than the other episodes have, um, in terms of the scenes being much longer. Yes. And the shower scene was excellent, at the, uh, the baby shower with the montage. And yeah. Very 80s music playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that could have everything to do with direction. Mm-hmm. Because truly, the way that they write these episodes, it can be smaller vignettes. Like, we've seen it done before. But something about that baby shower scene felt different than the normal episodes that we watch. Mm-hmm. Or quote-unquote normal episodes. it's so long. Yeah, We're, it's it's pretty rare that we get like these longer chunks. Mm-hmm. Like I think we only faded to black maybe once or twice in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I feel like more often we pause because it fades to black. Yeah. Or when we're recapping it, we're like, okay, another small scene, another short scene, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. less of that in this. And... Yeah, I agree. I agree. I uh, really enjoyed that, mm-hmm. actually. I thought it was nice that it felt seamless and it really made the episode feel shorter if mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah because it wasn't like a a stop go stop go stop go mm-hmm. kind of thing and then there was a catch that we made about the cake oh yeah you had noticed that like at some point the cake was cut well rory's eating a piece of the cake that uh, Lo- uh Lorelai and Sherry are talking in front of but that that but that cake is not cut yet. Right. But then when Lorelai excuses herself to go to the bathroom to go mess up Sherry's stuff <laughs> she walks by Rory and Rory has a piece, piece of that of cake. cake. Yeah. Unless they have had got two cakes, but it really wasn't in the scene. We didn't see that. Right. Why would you have two cakes for like eight people? people? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. So that was an inconsistency. There, yeah. There was another inconsistency, and I will um, talk about that with my um, favorite pop culture. <gasps> okay. I really don't know what that is. I'm so curious. I'm curious what yours is, too. Mine's not <laughs> that exciting, so don't worry about it. What? But I always think it's fun, no matter what. Okay. Uh, do you have trivia? I do. Okay. Which actress also appeared in Dirty Dancing? Oh, um, the mom, Emily. Yep, Kelly Bishop. Kelly Bishop, yeah. Good job. Go. Okay. Which real-life band is Hep Aliens guitarist Gil a member of? (gasps) I don't know. Skid Row. Skid Row. Okay. Yeah. I knew he was a part of a band, but I couldn't remember... Right. Which one it was. I would not have known that. No. <laughs> no. Okay, who has the last line in the series original run? Bonus points if you know what it is. I don't know what it is. And who? Um, I have no idea. It's Rory. I guess so. What? That's what it says here on the internet. Okay. <laughs> I... I guess we'll find out in, you know, a few Uh, years. I guess so. (laughs) 
See what see what hell? I did? Yes, I okay. do see what you did there. Okay, turn um, to earn extra credit. Children, students sang the school song in what language? Latin. Good job. Thank you. Okay. Which I would never do, <laughs> and hope they never ask. Which classic film has a character named Lorelai Lee? Classic film? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Gentlemen prefer blondes. Is that why her middle name is Lee? Right, and it says Lori's middle name is spelled Lee with like, so Lorelai Lee and gentlemen prefer, prefer blondes is spelled, Lee is spelled L-E-E. And is that how Rory's is spelled? No, hers is spelled like Vivian, Vivian, Vivian Lee, like L-E-I-G-H. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I wonder. Yeah, that's interesting because I've always wondered where the Lee came from. Mm-hmm. Because she's technically not the second because Lorelai is Lorelai Victoria. Yeah. And she's Lorelai Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder, because I could totally see Lorelai taking it from an old movie. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. Which real-life town is Stars Hollow based on? I have no idea. It's a town in, like, Connecticut. Yep, Washington Depot. Washington Depot. All right. What? Which day of the year is Luke's Dark Day? Like, the actual date? Yep. Oh, my God. Um, is it in April? No. Not even close. (laughs) (laughs) November 30th. November 30th. Okay. Okay. And why is it his dark day? Is that the day his dad died? Yes. Yeah. What item, this is the last question, what item does Lorelai constantly have to borrow from Rory? It becomes a running joke. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. A pen. A pen. I guess so. Okay, I guess so. <laughs> okay, I have one more question for you. Okay. What was the last what was the last team that actor Scott Patterson played for during his professional bas- baseball career? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Columbus Clippers. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I have you seen this TikTok of like old video clips of him like as an athlete? I'll have to send it to you. Scott you'll Patterson? never Yeah, you'll never recover. Oh, is it gross? No. Is it hot? Yeah. Oh my God, send it. <laughs> Wait, I get home though. <laughs> I'll try to find it. I was going to tell you too, this is somewhat related. Uh, we started watching the new Ted series on Peacock and it's filmed at in Stars Hollow. Ted, like the bear? Yeah, there's a new series. Oh, is it good? And it it had, I don't Is Mark Wahlberg in it? No. Oh. It's like a prequel. Oh. So it's played by... I didn't even see the movies. So Mark Wahlberg's character is played by... Um, do you remember... Did you watch Parenthood? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I haven't finished it. Yeah. I so need the to. youngest son, Max, is Mark Wahlberg. Oh. It's kind of weird. Okay. But I remember watching it and he's like walking into school and I was like, that stars Hollow High mm-hmm. that he's walking into right now. And then it was very trippy. And then I like couldn't, I couldn't separate it enough to like actually get out of my town, Ted. I know. It was like, please leave. What are you doing? (laughs) Anyway. All right. Pop culture. Yep. You go first this week. Okay. So 
I decided to look up the history of deviled eggs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let me pull up my um, history here that I have. I want to hear about Satan. <laughs> yeah. So. Devil was born in. The deviled <laughs> eggs that we know today can be traced back to ancient Rome. Mm. Yes. They had, so, ma- they had mayo back there? No. Okay. So just, <laughs> I'll get to that. Okay, okay. I will get to that. Um, they can be traced back to ancient Rome. And they were seasoned with like spicy sauces. They were considered like an appetizer for gatherings, which I mean, they still very much are. Mm-hmm. Um, the earliest known recipe close that closely resembles like our modern day egg came from Spain in the 13th century. The earliest known American recipe that introduced um, mayonnaise was in 1896. It was a cookbook called the Boston Cooking School Cookbook by Fanny Farmer. Yeah. Fanny is a woman. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. Um, the first time a recipe was published in the States was in 1877 in Montgomery, Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> so I don't know, like, if deviled eggs are like a popular thing all over the United States. I feel like it's such a Minnesota thing because... I feel like it's popular. I feel like it's a Thanksgiving thing. Yeah, like a lot of people... I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. It's very Midwestern, though, for sure. So the word devil in deviled eggs refers to, like, it being highly seasoned when it first came into existence Mm -hmm. in the 18th century. Um, deviled came to be most used with like spicy or zesty foods. Um, yeah. At church functions of the Southern and Midwestern United States, they call them stuffed eggs or salad eggs or dressed eggs because they don't want to use the word devil. Oh, I would use dressed eggs if I had to use any of those. <laughs> Some people You're also not call ever them getting me to say stuffed angel eggs. eggs. Ew. Yeah, that sounds gross. So, uh, now this begs the question, how do you like your deviled eggs? In my mouth? Yeah. <laughs> my mom In my um, stomach. asked my brother and I for I help like them. a few weekends ago. And the way she got us over was she said she made deviled eggs. Oh, I love them. And Anthony and I were there like I will so eat fast. a bad dev- like Even if it's like just like a cheap, quick... Oh. Put a little mayo and mustard in it. I'll eat that even. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. How do you like your deviled, deviled dressed eggs? Mm, I like my eggs dressed and with stuff. a little bit of smoked salmon. What? I've never had that. Oh. <gasps> Make it for me. <laughs> right, right now? now? <laughs> I'll pull out a tray. I already I, have them done. I always have smoked salmon on me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so good. Anyway. So that's my pop culture reference. Cool. I love it. Yeah. I didn't think that they went back that far in history, but there we go. Yeah. That's, um, I would have had no, no idea. No. I'm really glad that you did that because I never and thought of it. And that they weren't originated in America. I know. 
really weird. Yeah. I so. But, I mean, Fanny Fanny really brought him home. Fanny Farmer. Yeah. She did. really did. Mm-hmm. Good for you. You go, Fanny Farmer. You go, Fanny Farmer. Franny Farmer? Fanny? Is it Franny? Fan- I think it's Franny. What do I call her? Did I call her Fanny? Yeah. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry okay. to humiliate you, girl. <clears throat> okay. Okay. My pop culture, I can't believe you didn't know this, would be for, it's for keeps. At the shower, when Sherry asks her what books she read, and she said, I didn't, Four Keeps was my... I'd never heard of that. It's a movie. Um, she explains it a little bit. It's a Molly yeah. Ringwald movie. Okay. Okay, so this is The Inconsistency. It came out in 1988. So Lorelai would have had the, already had Rory four years prior to that. Oh, yeah. But um, it is a movie um, about a young high school couple... Darcy Elliot and Stan Bob Crooks. I can't even say. I don't remember how to say it. <laughs> okay. It's one year from graduation. They have promising futures. They're totally in love. She gets pregnant. They decide to keep the baby. And she deals with postpartum dis- um, depression, basically. Molly Ringwald? Yes, her character. Oh God, I, I watched this movie. This. this is why I picked it. This is my f- I loved this movie growing up loved it okay i'm gonna need to watch this um it only has a 17 percent uh score on rotten tomatoes whatever that doesn't I, mean anything yeah especially yeah but the fun thing about this is that it was directed by john g avil um avildison i'm not even sure if i'm saying that right he's the director of uh rocky oh okay and all three karate kids oh wow okay yeah, how do you guys say that last name? Avildsen? 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was born in 1935 and died in 2017. Oh, he recently. was a Gemini. <laughs> Wait, no, sorry, he was not a Gemini. He was a uh, Sagittarius. Mm, just like our man Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait it, Scott Patterson is a Sag? I think so. Okay. Because I'm like, Luke's got to be a Scorpio. Yeah. Oh, don't quote me on that. Did they say what Luke's birthday is? I have no idea. Okay. We can look later. Yeah. Okay. So that's it for this episode. Mm-hmm. Four Keeps. I'm going to have to watch that. Yep. I'll have to find it. It's got to be somewhere. I'm sure. I haven't watched it in so long. Yeah. Well, folks, now you know. Four Keeps... And deviled eggs. Mm-hmm. But eggs. inconsistency because yeah, true. Lorelai would have been 20 years old when that movie came out. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Weird. Where we lead, you can follow us at underscore growing up Gilmore underscore on all major social media platforms linked in the description below. All right. That's it for this week. Next week, we have season three, episode seven. They shoot Gilmores, don't they? And remember, life's short. Talk fast. Bye, everyone. Bye. Two, three. Boy, the la-las. Just kidding.